A bevy of IT security startups have ventured into deception technologies, which seek to lure hackers to fake IT assets. I'm speaking today with Rick Turner, a principal analyst at Ovum, about what the technology has to offer and whether it gives organizations a defensive edge. Well, thank you for joining us, Rick. No, thank you, sir. So there appears to be rising interest in deception technology in order to try to figure out what attackers are doing. Is this catching on in the enterprise and what advantages does it offer? Okay, yes, I would say um, that it is gaining uh, visibility, if you like, on the horizon of, or on the radar of many enterprise customers. It is definitely a high-end technology. What I mean by that is one would expect most of it to be in the kind of the, 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 the large enterprise segment at the moment. Uh, sometimes people refer to, I don't know, the Fortune uh, 100, Fortune 1000. It's certainly by no means down all the way down into the mid-sized uh, companies. It's a relatively new, a relatively new sector, and I would say that most of the companies in the sector are number one are startups, and number two probably do not have any more than about anywhere between 20 and 50 customers. I mean, I would very much doubt that any of the guys uh, in the deception space right now have a customer base that, that, that runs to three figures. Now, that's not to say that it is totally immature, but it's definitely gone through several phases of evolution. And in fact, it goes all the way back to, I suppose, about 15, 20 years ago when people were, 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 uh, really initially began talking about just individual honeypots. Now where we, what we've got to is actual platforms where from a central console you can deploy multiple, they even use the term deceptions, plural, so multiple deceptions of different types with different levels of sophistication from kind of, from what they call low interaction uh, deceptions, which are things that you you know, therefore, that someone has gone and tried to access something, all the way up to high interaction deceptions where the, 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 the hacker or the attacker actually does get into the deception and tries to mess around with it a bit more. So you, you, it gives you a lot more information. Effectively, the forensic use of high interaction deceptions is much greater where it's sort of a bit like so you know on on the, on the low interaction end you kind of know that somebody tried to break into the bank on the high uh, the the high interaction end you not only know uh, that someone tried to break in you've actually got a photograph of them and you've probably managed to do some uh, facial recognition and got a reasonable idea what their name is so it's a much greater level of uh, forensic usage, of forensic use for the uh, for the high interaction one, but they're also, uh, as a result, they're concomitantly more complex to deploy and more processor intensive. Mm -hmm. And so this has become a lot more mature than, say, you know, honeypots of years past, and where they're actually really trying oh, yeah. to mimic the real network in order to look as convincing yeah. as possible to attackers to Absolutely. kind of take the bait. Yeah. How sophisticated does the fake network have to be then in order to fool attackers? Because presumably the attackers know about these technologies, know they're being deployed, and oh, yeah. is it really going to fool Absolutely. sophisticated ones? 
I mean, the guys who are most advanced in this sector, the companies that are doing most advanced uh, deception technologies, know that they their lead, if you like, over the over the hacker community is time limited, and they are aware that some of the most advanced guys on the uh, uh, bad guys, as they call them, are developing technology that will be able to to uh, detect deceptions. As a result of which, the more complex detection platforms uh, also do continual updates so that they, it's not like they, they deploy a network of deceptions and they are static. They actually dynamically change the network of deceptions so that what you're looking at today in perhaps in 24 hours time or even less i mean you can you can sp speed it up maybe maybe they change the, the 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 network of deceptions every two hours or something in other words you can set a time uh, at which you want to to refresh your uh, deception network so that you can effectively uh, start from scratch and the, and the guy who the, the, or more to the point you can force the attacker to start from scratch um, if he thinks he knows what he, what, what was a deception uh, an hour ago, well, now he won't know anymore because it's all changed. So it, it's quite a, uh, it, it's getting increasingly sophisticated, I would say. Now, just to clarify, this isn't something that actually stops the attacks. This is something that you're just spotting the attacks. So presumably there's a lot of other work that, that comes with this once you figure out that somebody has gotten into your fake network and then you have to figure out, well, are they yeah. trying, trying to get at our real assets as well? Absolutely. In fact, ironically, when I first came to deception, I just thought that deceptions were merely ways to waste a hacker's time, effectively making it more expensive for the hacker to get into your network because he has to use more resources. It takes him longer to get in. It takes him longer. He may waste all kinds of time accessing documents that don't mean anything because you've planted a load of rubbish documents that, uh, that when he gets them out, he can see that, they may, that, that they're worthless. Or they may even take him longer to actually work out that they are worthless documents. Worse still, they might even have a load of social security numbers that really are not social security numbers at all. They're completely fake. So in other words, I thought initially it was purely something to, should we say, to make the, uh, the, the target of the attack less attractive. And I will say that that is definitely one side of the business. But of course, the other side of the dece of deception technology generally is that it is, an, an, it is a further tool for, for, de for threat detection and uh, response in a sense that it's a place where, because it is a completely phony asset on your network, Anybody who is getting in there has only got in because um, it's effectively they are uh, they they have malicious intent. In other words, legitimate users on your network should never be able to get into these these uh, assets because they are completely bogus and they are they are invisible to the uh, to the legit users. So if someone's in there, we know he is not legit. He's in there and he's up to no good. What you can then do is use his time or uh, in that asset to try to work out what he's doing, what tools he's using, where he's coming from. You know, a lot of attribution 
was very useful. Oh, okay, you might find out that, that, that someone broke into and stole his assets. If you can then work out that the guy was in North Korea or, or Russia or Brazil or anywhere else, I mean, that may be useful to you for, or, or an IP address in the States. I mean, you know, in other words, you can, you, you can get a lot more information, threat intel about the guys who are doing the attacking. So it's actually a detection tool as much as it is a, should we say, a deception tool and a, and a time-wasting tactic. It goes beyond the time-wasting. It's actually something that can increment your ability to detect and therefore, hopefully, speed your response capability. Yes, and you mentioned earlier that uh, it seems like very large organizations are doing this. Is that where this technology is really being used? And is this like for uh, smaller organizations with fewer resources uh, who perhaps don't have the basics covered? Would you say stay away from this and make sure you have your basics covered before getting into this kind of advanced uh, detection capability? Yeah, I would say uh, I would say that number one, there's no question that it, it's first point of call it's it's the sweet spot as the as the as, as the us it industry loves to call it the sweet spot for um for for deception technology has definitely been high-end um uh, enterprises who of course particularly let's say a bank or something you know i mean a bank will have a security team which is you know larger than some small companies i mean these guys have got some seriously um some seriously uh, uh, well-paid and well-trained and clever people in, uh, they'll have dedicated security analysts. They'll have some, a lot of very, very good, clever people to work with this kind of stuff and get the most out of it. Because there's no point deploying this stuff if you're not in ability, uh, you don't have the ability to also then draw full advantage in terms of all the learning that you can do for deception processes and um, and all the other things that you want to do with 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 deception if you can do detection uh, with it and really get to learn a lot more about the kind of folks that are attacking you then clearly it makes sense i would say for the smaller companies that are particularly if they are as so many of them are uh, currently uh, resource constrained and i'm talking about human resource constrained as well as like actual financial uh, resources, but if they haven't got a decent sized team and they're probably their security team is already overworked, they probably would want to think of it a little bit later down the road. Initially, what they should be thinking about is trying to get just get the basics right. And of course, then the other thing is that as deception moves forward and the technology gets more not only more sophisticated but also more, should we say? variegated in terms of the types of, uh, of platforms that become available, more and more of them are going to be thinking about being applicable, shall we say, for a managed service provider or a managed security service provider. You know, the, the acronym is MSP and MSSP, as I'm sure you know. And once, the, once deception starts getting into the MSP and MSSP uh, community, and that's not that far away, by the way. Um, I would say at that point, it should become available then to a much larger uh, community of enterprise users. In as much as smaller companies will then be able to take this as a managed service, which is probably what you're going to want if you don't have a very big security team. 
And that was my last question for you is what do you expect is going to happen uh, among the vendor community? Because you said a lot of these companies are sort of startups then. So you do see MSPs and MSSPs and larger uh, IT security companies em embracing this eventually? Oh, yeah. I think, um, I mean, we're already seeing a trend. I mean, as I'm sure you're familiar, you follow, of course, the, uh, the, uh, the enterprise uh, IT security industry uh, quite closely. So you've already seen all of these, I'm sorry, more and more three-letter acronyms here, but you've seen um, Endpoint Detection and Response, EDR. That's a whole little group of companies that grew up and has become quite important in its own right. Yes. Uh, we're seeing uh, there's also something similar, a detection response capability, but on the network, which some people refer to as NDR. So you've got the, those two, kind of, uh, you know, EDR and NDR as technology offerings. Now, they both are now going into a third <laughs> three-letter three acronym, Managed Detection and Response, MDR. And MDR is very much making it now into the MSP and the MSSP space in as much as a lot of companies are saying, well, we could do a Managed Detection and Response uh, service for you. And as part of an MDR offering, I definitely think this detection sorry, deception, I think deception technology enriches an MDR offering. And I would expect to see over the next year, two years, we'll see a lot, of, number one, we're going to see a lot more MDR uh, services coming onto the market. And then number two, I, I suspect a lot of those MDR services will have deception as a, as a, as a component. That's excellent insight. Thank you very much for joining us, Rick. Excellent stuff, sir. I've been speaking with Rick Turner, Principal Analyst at Ovum, about deception technology. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk.